If you know that you are the social conditioning engine of the world that you live in, then I believe that that comes with some accountability. And that accountability is leave people better off than when they started. Hey, welcome back to another episode of More Than Marketing. I'm your host, Arsha Mirsha, and today I'm joined by none other than Nicole Kelly. Hi, Nicole. Hello. Hey, good to have you. Thank you. So, Nicole, this is awesome. Uh, we're talking uh, emotional intelligence today. We're going to talk about uh, what it means and 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 how to kind of get in tune with it, but a little bit about Nicole real quick. I've known her for the better part of 10 years. She's got like the better part of uh, 20 years of marketing experience, right, Nicole? Like, yeah. You've been in, uh, you ran your own agency. Yeah. You've worked with big brands. Yeah. You've worked in-house with startups and, 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 and I like, so you've, you've seen it all. Yeah. Big, small. You manage teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. And so this emotional intelligence, uh, is kind of near and dear to your heart as my, as I understand it, because over your time with working with teams, working with agencies as an agency, you've seen and felt yeah. a lot. Yeah. Right. I have. Yeah. I so, learned how to feel, I would say. That's interesting. See, I like that. And and I think if I am reading through this, like you, you experienced more productivity out of the teams you worked with and you uh, experienced better results for the client or clients yeah. when emotional intelligence was present. Right. I mean, it comes down to ultimately as leaders – you know, we rely on the performance of our teams. And if we're, you know, if we're really efficient leaders like I am, we tend to hire really intelligent, smart, highly productive people, right? People who are A players, as I like to call them. Mm -hmm. And when you're dealing with A players, A players are highly motivated, likely many times obsessive about their trade, and they use what's called flow state in order to produce ridiculous results. Right. And they may not understand that that's what they're doing, but it is what they're doing. And scientific research is now showing that in the workplace, when teams are able to hit flow state, we have huge gains in productivity, mm. huge gains in the ability to learn, huge gains in, in creativity and, 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 and innovation, the things that we want as leadership from our teams. However, what I found is that when you start to optimize flow state in your team, it kind of has a downside to it. And it's not talked about very often. It's You find this in, in between the lines of the research when they start talking about that flow state kicks up all of these creative chemicals in your brain that you dump in order to get to flow state. And if you are optimizing yourself for flow state on a regular basis, like I've worked on with so many teams, then what happens is that ultimately every day you come in and drop all of your brain's chemicals that are responsible for regulating mood. Mm -hmm. And so when you drop all of those chemicals, your body needs time to replenish it. And we aren't giving ourselves the time to replenish it. Right. And so this can lead to anxiety, depression, and all of these cycles inside of your team that if you're not aware of what's happening, it can create really big pockets of problem in the team where you have employees who really stop performing all of a sudden and you don't know why. Right. Suddenly that top performer is really sad. Yeah, and this is and this is and this is so I, the way I see it is kind of two prongs, right? When I hear marketing with an emotional intelligence, one prong which you're touching on mm -hmm. right now is is the 
is is the per, is a human is yeah. the is a human producing the marketing work. Right. Whether it's you know whether they're managing an ad campaign, doing media buy, or uh, probably more importantly in this case is the creative mm -hmm. aspect of marketing. Uh, what is the concept of the campaign, or what does the creative look mm -hmm. like uh, design wise? Let's say um, that's one prong: the human doing the marketing, creating the marketing. Um, and maybe the copy that they write also right. oh, comes sure. out of that, right? Yeah. And another end of it is, well, is is the actual production is what they is what they produce is the right. deliverable, right. and that's where like the copy comes out, or yeah. the or the timing, or the or the cadence of the emails, right? Right, it comes out. So because yeah. that's the other end is is the audience. How are they? experiencing your message exactly so like let's just look at the life cycle of marketing okay so in the life cycle of marketing I'm a creative I come up with an idea and I put together a campaign in order to express that idea mm -hmm. it involves several things I've got graphics I've mm -hmm. got design development I've got copywriting Copy, yep. um, I probably have QA involved in there somewhere so there's all of these people who are touching the pot if you yep. will okay. every single person is, is if you will transferring their energy into this pot mm -hmm. that we are creating this this co-creation of art that we're putting out into the marketplace. So you have this piece of it, which is the creative going in. So my emotional state when I'm creating that content matters. It matters, yeah. Right? Because it's I'm like storytelling. That's the input. Right. If you think about it, I mean, that's the input. And we've all heard the saying in, in data, yeah. know, garbage in, garbage out. Exactly. If the data is not clean, the integrity of the data is not, if it's just not there, if it's not clean, well, you doesn't matter. Your analysis, like, is, is inaccurate. Right. So the same thing goes in creative work. Exactly. And so it's not necessarily about whether or not you're the copywriter writing the, the copy so much as that if you're in your flow state, your performance flow state, we're performance marketers, mm -hmm. so there's this performance right. element, and you're in your flow state, you're putting your energy into this. Mm -hmm. And as you put your energy into it, just think about it. If I'm trying to write jokes and I'm coming from a place where I'm not really feeling funny, my jokes aren't going to be very good. So at best, I'm getting just crappy marketing on the back end of this. At worst, I could be getting something that is a little bit more dangerous, if you will. And I, I use these words very lightly because I think in context, any single piece of marketing has a limited effect. But when you look at marketing on a global scale and how much we exposure we have, then you start to see how it bleeds into our lives. Yeah. So in this marketing piece, now I'm telling this story and I'm taking people on an emotional journey. I've heard it at conference after conference, sell to the heart, mm -hmm. you know, use emotions in your marketing. Right. But we're sitting here and we write to like a sixth grade level, but do we ever stop to consider like the lowest common denominator of the emotional state of our audience what is that? before we take them on a roller coaster of emotions? What is the lowest common denominator of? Well, I think it's all perspective, but I can tell you my lowest common denominator has been when I was suicidally depressed. Okay. And so like, would you would you do something different if you're if the executive right. on the other end of your B2B marketing piece if you knew that they were like suicidal, would you put them on an emotional roller coaster right. about cyber still, attacks? Right. Would you still use fear-based messaging? Would you still use fear-based messaging? And I'd say that we probably wouldn't. Right. But we we do. don't even have a barometer for this right now. Like, sure. and and while we could be raising the level of which we're writing to and starting to actually like help society have a better you know, vocabulary, we're actually like yeah. really harming ourselves on the emotional side because what happens? So I, I get in, I create this marketing, I then put it out into the world, 
people absorb that marketing and then what happens now they have these emotions well where are we supposed to express emotions uh i don't know at home with your family or at the gym hopefully <laughs> right but like how many people in our society feel like they don't have an outlet for their emotions yeah sure yeah i mean that's that's a challenge and and us as marketers like we have an impact Marketers right. and advertisers, we have an impact, right? Um, what is it? You see at a minimum 5,000 uh, you know, brand impressions a day, yeah. right? So that's amazing. Think about that. That's not... You know, not obviously all on the, on on your computer screen yeah. or your phone screen. Like you know, you're walking and you open the fridge. There's a Coca Cola there. You're going to see that, right? right. Um, so so we're getting all these impressions. So we as marketers have the ability to control that message, right? So why not make it a better message? I think HubSpot um, did a survey or they or they got this from somewhere, and I saw them publishing that. Trust is at an all-time low. Right. Right. Absolutely. In general, trust is at an all-time low for marketing, for, you know, in politics and marketing. I think uh, politicians are, you know, 1% of people trust politicians. Mm -hmm. And then... And then after that is 4% for marketers. So yay, we beat out politicians. Like congratulations, right? right. But like, you know, and then it goes up from like firefighters have like a 60 something percent. Yeah. So our goal should be to move up and right. make the world a better place. And in doing so, I think um, we can actually achieve better results. Yeah. Well, think about this just like, I mean, like. Pull yourself back from your marketing campaign for a minute and just like look at the global view. Mm -hmm. In the global view, we have all of these people who have reasons of which we either work together or we don't, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And most of these things are actually human created things. They're labels and, you know, all of these things that are kind of human created. So if that's the case and we start to look at their inputs, what you have behind the curtain of humanity is a social conditioning engine. And I believe that that social conditioning, conditioning engine, is marketing. Yeah. It we're is. We're, we're driving We it. are doing yeah. the advertising. We're creating the media, the movies, the, the radio, like all of it. We yeah. create all of it. And it starts at such a young age. <clears throat> and so if you know that you are the social conditioning engine of the world that you live in, then I believe that that comes with some accountability. And that accountability is leave people better off than when they started. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. can leave a positive trace behind so, you. So Nicole... I agree with you, <laughs> but I'm a CMO or I'm right. a marketer and I'm charged with getting results. Right. Right. Yes. So now I'm speaking for, so okay, so I'm charged with getting results. This sounds to me like, yeah, of course I want to leave the world a better place. Okay. I already recycle and, right. and whatever, but you know, and, and I drive an electric car. I don't know. He's making stuff yeah, up yeah. now. Right. But now but when I go to work, my job is to get results. Right. I, you know, I need that click through rate. I need that cost per lead right. to come down. And I need that cost per sale to come down. Yeah, absolutely. So will this help with that? That's what I well, imagine people are thinking. Yeah. And so, I mean, I can give you some basic tests that I've run mm -hmm. um, that that essentially show that yes, in, in, in practice, we believe that this works, but in scale, that's where we're at right now is like, how do you do this at scale in a way that also delivers return on investment? Because this isn't a, about a trade-off between return on investment and marketing with emotional intelligence. It is absolutely about a combination of the both, of, right. of, of both yeah. of them. So in emotional intelligence, what we've done is when you start to look at social media as a great example mm -hmm. of where you can look to for the, the gauge of emotional intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. So we created a community and in that community, this was the CARE1 um, mm -hmm. case study where we had a community of over a million people who were in debt mm -hmm. and they felt safe to talk about their finances right. in a community where they typically, this is something that in this society- is debt, Yeah, this is debt, debt consolidation. Like, 
right? So it's debt. It's like, you know, it's it's a, it's a shameful thing. It's embarrassing, let's right. say. Yeah. Yes. And there was a ton of shame around it because, you know, when you go into debt, there's just so much. So whatever your story with judgment, money is, yeah, your right. own personal judgment, external judgment, all of that. Right. And so we have this online community with a million people and they're talking about debt. And it started out that people were anonymous mm. in the beginning. And as Facebook started to come in, as Twitter started to get really big, we started to see the shift of where people went from anonymous to being themselves. Mm. And as that started to happen and we started to measure what the impact of the community was when we actually just simply provide a form for you to belong, mm -hmm. we found that basically it was over 680% improvement on return investment mm -hmm. of them overall. Meaning they're, they're more likely to... Convert. convert and yeah. become, become, and become customers customer and then they paid the better. It right. goes up from there. It was like yeah. they became customers better. They paid they better. Paid they they better, actually right. finished their plans at right. a higher rate. Right. So the long, the, term, the long term value of creating a positive emotional experience was right. really incredible for yeah. them. So, you know, as we look at this in, in brands, it's like, how do you implement this? Like, yeah, what that, is it actually... Like, what is this actually? Let's get to the brass tacks. No BS. What I'll does leave. This mean? I don't need to host. That was a really nice question because, like, because one of the things is, like, okay, emotional intelligence, so lowest common denominator. On the other end of our ad, there there are people seeing right. it, and they may be depressed. Right. So do we want to leave them even more depressed? The answer is generally no. We right. don't. And However, also, do you think that this one ad is going to leave them more depressed? Probably not, right? Like, yeah, so some of not, it is right. like we, we generally don't associate that our one piece of marketing has this huge impact. So I see that as well. And but, that's but true. But at the same time, like if I say like, okay, so what does that mean? Okay, well, remove the false sense of urgency, right? Yeah. So sale ends in an hour, right? Right. But why do people use sale ends in an hour? Because it converts better. Right. You know, it, it triggers that FOMO. Yeah. Right? Fear of missing out. And, and and therefore people convert better. So it's like, so where's the balance between, you know. Yeah. So I think it's a couple of things. I think that the early tests that we're running are on copy. Because yeah. I think the biggest leverage point that we have in terms of changing messaging and, and sending out more of a positive message is just simply by writing it. Right. So we're, te we're doing copy tests. And what that looks like right now is simply when we've chosen to use something that after I read it, I feel less pleasant mm -hmm. than I did when I started, mm -hmm. we're adjusting it to feel more pleasant. Right. So that's the gauge. Right. Now that might be that I change a headline. Mm -hmm. It might be that I remove some fear messaging, but mostly it's a measure of that I ask of, is this empowering or disempowering messaging? Good. Where am I leaving the person? Right. We understand that there is a journey of messaging that in order to, you have to create tension to create desire. Mm -hmm. So there is a piece of it that's about creating yeah. that tension. And that tension might be, hey, you have this problem you need to solve. Absolutely. But at the end of that, I don't need to like couple that with if you don't solve it, you could lose millions of dollars, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe that's true. But where is the appropriate place to put that? And and what is the real what's the real value in telling? That's not a value proposition at the end of the day. That's just fear. Right. So so let's use a couple of examples, because I know uh, you mentioned the cybersecurity one. So I want yeah. to touch on that one. And then I have uh, health and wellness one that I that we actually ran a split test on this, so I have the numbers for that. Um, the uh, the cybersecurity one is interesting, right? So cybersecurity, 
give me an example of like the fear-based messaging, the, the ads that we always see in cybersecurity. Oh, it's all about, you know, like um, your network's at risk. Right. And if you're yeah. going to like, everything's going to be gone and right. you're going to be gonna infiltrated. Huge fine. You have to pay these huge fines, yeah. right? Infiltrated, huge right? Yeah, exactly. So I huge read that, liability. Like, yeah. And like there's fear, right? There's right. fear. And, and does that make you want to act? Maybe it does, right? If I'm a, a CTO or CIO or a CISO. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, of course, I don't want that stuff, right? right? But then, so then how do we shift that? Yeah. Well, what do I want? Right. Right. Well, what so do what, I is, want? what is the what is the result? So yes, that's not what I want. Correct. Right. That's the fear base. What do I want? Yes, exactly. Right? And so that's the question. Secure network, sleep yes. better at night. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. Remove worries. Right. Yeah. Like that's the, show show you know CTOs on vacation. There you go. You know, like it's. I mean, really think about what you want <laughs> them to feel. Good. There you go. You know what you want them to feel is relief. Yeah. Yeah. So sh what do they do when right. they feel relieved? They take their vacation. They yeah. play with their kids. Like show them the experiences they want more of and how this tool or solution can offer them the ability to do that. So when you're 99.999 gazillion <laughs> uptime, yeah, yeah. I can take a, a, I can take a, a vacation, vacation with confidence. Right, right. You know, like it's <laughs> although anytime our CTO Dave is out of the office or working from home, that's when our internet flickers. Every single time, it's so weird. It's like it knows. That's an inside joke, but it's it's actually happens. So weird. Yeah. okay, so perfect transition into the uh, uh, health and wellness one. Mm -hmm. So we ran a split test um, where the landing page. So this is a health and wellness client. They do uh, you know Eastern and Western uh, medicine, and um, so this uh, uh, landing page is promoting uh, you know helping fix back pain, right? Back mm -hmm. pain, lower back pain especially is, is very, uh, very common. And so, uh, so one, the, the only thing we, we tested was the image, the, the main you know, mm -hmm. image that you see when you land on the page. And one variation was what you are experiencing now, guy kind of holding mm -hmm. his back or gal holding their back like, ah, it hurts, you know, and they're, right. and they're in pain. And then the other version was the, hey, I'm on the beach and I'm jumping up yeah. and I'm playing Frisbee with my grandkid, whatever it was, right? Uh, it was a desired yeah. state. And I think it was a hundred and something, 113, 100 and something uh, uh, percent increase in conversion rate. Right. Right. Everything else the same. Yeah. Just the image. Right. I mean, Crazy, this is right? like thousands it, of visitors. We act like uh, this is, is like something that's like special but like just think about it like just yeah. walk around and talk to your friends and say what is it that you want yeah. i'm telling you almost everyone says they want a vacation they want yeah. more time with their kids yeah, they exactly. want you know people aren't saying like man i wish i had 20 more hours to put into the office you know <laughs> so, <laughs> so no one ever <laughs> right so, <laughs> i mean maybe some entrepreneurs maybe gary v <laughs> yeah, gary v says that right gary v's like how, how can i make more time he's investing in like time machines right, right. right so. hyperloops, <laughs> hyperloops. Nice. right so like if you know that if you intrinsically just like start to look at human dynamics which ultimately is what marketing is about yeah. you know I think sometimes we get lost in the tools and the tactics marketing is about human dynamics and understanding the psychological psychological yeah. state the emotional state the mental state and connecting your product or service in a way that is compelling enough to buy Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. So not understanding the emotional state of your audience is like not understanding the demographics of your audience. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think no one will argue with you that that you know marketing and emotion are very yeah. well you know connected, right? Uh, we are uh, looking to influence people using emotion, right? right? So, uh, but if you have a choice, why not use good emotion? Uh, assuming that, I think that's I think no one will argue with that 
either. I mean, if they are, they're a bad person, right? That No bad people. Well, you know, you get what I'm saying. I mean, it, saying, like, <laughs> if the results are the same, yeah. like, why not choose right, the, the yeah. good messaging? Um, but then let's, let's circle this back, though, to this all starts as us as marketers and our yeah. emotions and our flow state and our right. uh, well-being, Yeah. right? And being so, and I think that's where a lot of your, uh, study is going because that's the root yeah you know? and also like just imagine like trying to um trying to like portray something you don't experience right so it's just like you know i talk a lot about you know marketers who actually aren't their target customers who think they have these deep understandings of yeah. their target customers but you're not your target customer so you really truly can't understand your customer so this is the same thing right so as a marketer if you don't understand your own emotions then you actually can't create the emotion predictably in your marketing. And I'll tell you the one that we misunderstand almost 95% of the time when I talk to people about it is fear. Mm -hmm. We call denial fear. We call mm -hmm. guilt fear. We call shame fear. We call judgment fear. We call a lot of things fear that are not fear at all. But isn't that, but couldn't you, all right, now we're getting into the philosophical segment. But <laughs> couldn't you say that guilt, shame, uh, whatever else you isn't that a fear of lack of approval? Like all those. Intrinsically, yes. But it's all, if you want to get down to the like reptilian brain of it, it's flight or flight. Right. right? That's like what it's that's like what kick, get. getting kicked yeah. out of the tribe. Like, yeah, ultimately yeah, that's approval, fear. Right. But like that speaks to the emotional state on whether or not we're in fight or flight or not. Like, yeah. you know, if you're in a place of, a, of emotional balance and emotional wellness, then you're not in that fight or flight. You can you can remove yourself when that fear comes yeah. up and you can kind of just rest assured and be calm and know that you're not actually in fear. And the truth of it is, is in this scientific studies are proving this as well, is that so many of us are living in fight or flight syndrome that the cortisol that's running through our bodies yeah. is causing huge health impacts on yeah. us. So a part of this for our own emotional well-being as creatives is if we don't understand flow state, if we don't understand the chemical composition of our brains and what happens when we're at work and how to optimize this in a way that we can create balance and wellness in our lives, then, you know, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're hurting humanity and then we're hurting ourselves and doing so too. Unintentionally. I think, I think it's easy to, to do. I think, and I think this comes also as, as marketers comes back, not comes back, but has to do with some level of effort too. Yeah, I think it's generally much easier to use fear-based messaging. Let's mm -hmm. say, right? It sure is. Um, it's just easier. So, so uh, by default, hey, I got a new client or I'm in a new company. I'm gonna run new ads. They're gonna be fear-based because right. that's what I know. That's what I know has worked or can work. I think it's short-term based. I, I think mm -hmm. you might see a short-term based in result, but I think ultimately it might, you know, in the long term you know, those results will fade as well as potentially even hurt your brand. Well, and it comes down to what kind of customer do you want, right? When you attract yeah, a customer right. who's coming from a place of fear, they tend to also not perform well as customers, yeah, right? Because right. they're the customers who complain. Sure. They're like sketchy. They, you know, Whatever, may or may not right. pay on time. They tend to cancel more, mm -hmm. you know? So when you attract from this place of fear, you're actually attracting a customer that you don't want to work with. And it's almost like this desperation that gets put into your money supply, it's, if you will. It's a short-term versus long-term right. thing. But if you attract somebody when they're from a place of confidence and they feel confidence right. in their decision, then they feel confidence in you. Yeah. So we also ran another test with another wellness company where we tested emotionally intelligent copy. And while it didn't perform better in terms of delivering more leads, it was mm. actually the same. It was flat. Mm. What we found is that the leads performed much better. 
because they were higher quality leads. So then we your had, cost of sale, which ultimately will matter, right? right? We're now we're closing the loop. Go find a podcast where I talk about that, right? <laughs> I'm sure there's one or two. Uh, that's it's, it's, that's ultimately what we want. I think marketers should be held accountable to uh, to more than just lead gen, yeah, right? and, and lowering cost per acquisition, cost per lead, and more so held accountable to um, uh, you know cost per sale yeah. as well as retention. Yeah, you know, something we don't we don't marketers don't talk about. Uh, much or at all mm-hmm. in some circles is is retention yeah. and uh, and growing accounts or growing a customers you know the frequency in which they buy or the yeah. or the um uh, you know ticket average ticket value yeah. so so and I think you can apply emotional intelligence there too not just with creating new customers but also hey how can I give um my current accounts my current customers a better experience leaving them better off such right. that in the longer term or even in the short term they come and they buy more uh, more frequently or, or bigger tickets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I and mean, it's ultimately like emotional intelligence becomes part of the overall UX experience. Exactly. That's yeah. it. So, Nicole, we are running out of time. So, I, I uh, here's what we're gonna do. Let's let's wrap this up. Okay. But then let's you and I commit to running some more tests. Yeah. Uh, getting some more people kind of on this bandwagon, bandwagon, talking about it, doing stuff about it, sharing the results. And ultimately, making the world a better place. That's good. Yeah. Down for that. Yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll, we'll share our results, uh, and 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 hopefully influence all y'all out there. Yeah. Is that good. You I'm have down. anything else you want to talk about? No, or? I think that's good? it. All right. I think we just got. Boom. <laughs> Nicole Kelly, everyone. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, I'm Arsha Mirsha. This is More Than Marketing. Please subscribe, uh, share this with your friends, like it, do all the good stuff, and let us know what you want to hear about. Uh, hopefully, this is helpful to you. Until next time. Cheers.